Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And Brian, you are back from LVO. I sure am. What a trip that was. So, we should say it just was an LVO. How did you split your time? Because we talked about this for... So, I mean, it was kind of LVO. So, the... I wanted... So, it was the Sin City Smackdown, which is the Las Vegas... Infinity Dire States satellite tournament, which a satellite tournament for Infinity is if you get first place, you get a invite to the Interplanetario in Spain. Okay, Ash was talking about that for getting ready. Was it colder than carbonite? Colder than carbonite, yeah. That's, yeah. that's Yeah, that's one of the ones that's up north. Um, so yeah, if you win a satellite, uh, you, you get a invitation to Interplanetario, which... Is funny because a couple days ago they just announced that they're canceling this year's Interplanetario. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't win, so I don't have to worry about, you know, what am I going to do with my ticket? It'll be good for next year's, uh, which is good. But um, so they had a falling out with the LVO uh, organizers, which is Frontline Gaming, because it wasn't. They weren't able to do what they wanted to do with their Infinity Tournament, which is swag bags, having money for swag bags and prizes. Because the big main thing about Infinity Tournaments is that everybody leaves with something. Mm -hmm. And usually it's a lot of stuff. And how LVO is managed is that people pay money to get into LVO. And they pay money to get in tournaments, and usually none of that money goes to the goes to the people that are running it for prize support. So usually you're just you know you're just paying to play games there. You know, there's no there's no prize support. There's no anything. There's not anything like that. Um, so they didn't like that. They wanted to do their own thing, and so they talked to a local game store, uh, War Room Games, uh, which is right by the airport. Really cool store. Um, if you're down in the area, definitely give it a check out. Um, and so, you know, they were talking to the, the store owner, and they said, hey, this is this is a dead weekend for you. Nobody comes to play <laughs> during LVO yeah. because everyone's at LVO. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Well, we saw that at your hobby place with Nova Open because we it went was down dead. there. It was <laughs> It wasn't even open during yeah, the posted exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, much like your hobby place, they had a uh, thing at Nova Open because they knew that's where everybody was. It was the same thing with War Room Games. They had a <laughs> they had a booth at Nova uh, at LVO because they knew that nobody else was going to the store. <laughs> that's where everybody was. So uh, they decided to give us the entire ba- the the entire back area for the for the weekend, uh, and so we were able to have room for forty players. Um, ended up being ended at thirty six, and then after two drops during the weekend, we ended with thirty four players total that finished all five games. And where did you rank in that? I played some really good games. Um, so first day, first game I won. I had a major victory, uh, my first game, and that put me up with all the top players. And of course, so satellites bring out the big, the big names. And so second game I played a guy named Joel Traveler, and he is what he is one of the top players in the U.S. And I got my face absolutely smashed in. Um, it was uh, it was one of the worst tables in the tournament. Um, it was a really bad table, and there was no cover. There was it was really open. I couldn't move without getting shot. It was it was a really bad table. Um, it was a fun game though. We had a good game, and it ended up being a major win on his favor. So I lost. And I was like, all right, okay, I'm gonna be you know. Well, you had smoke. Didn't you have your smoke? I did. He had he had MSV. Oh. Okay. He could see right through it. Yeah, he had a guy with MSV on the tallest tower on his end, and I could see the entire board. So uh, there was nowhere I okay. could move. So yes, I did have smoke, but it okay. didn't matter. Okay. Um. So I was like, okay, 
that's done. I'm no longer in the big leagues. <laughs> I could just, you know, I'm, I'm batting in my area now. Next person I find is like, oh, it's his, his name's Bruno. And he is another top player in the world. And I'm like, cool. This is awesome. I'm going to get my face smashed in. And I did. Um, it was another really good game. Really, it was it, it did come down to the last turn, which, you know, I actually made him sweat, which means I'm getting better, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I still lost major win in his favor. Um, they, they were two players that really cap- can capitalize on any mistakes I made. And I'm not an amazing player, so I still make a lot of mistakes. And, boy, they... They saw every mistake, and they capitalized on every single one of them. Which, I mean, it's a satellite event, so it's meant to be serious. Um, so I, 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 and, but they're both really great players, too. So it was a lot of fun. So that was my day one, with two major losses and a major win. Going into day two, uh, we went out day, one, uh, day two to a tiki room and had a couple drinks. That was a lot of fun. Um, oh no, that was day, that was Friday night. And then, so Saturday night we went to all you can eat sushi and way over eight. Um, and then, so Sunday, day two. So let me, let me get this straight. You went to Nevada. You went to Nevada yeah. to get raw fish. I went I, to Las I Vegas. Do, there is a I difference. There is a difference. Las Vegas can get fresh food. I, I'm can sorry. Can get fresh I, fish anytime they want. Rule of thumb. If your state doesn't touch an ocean, I'm not eating your sushi. Unless it's Las Vegas. I, like, I know I know the rules, but it's Las Vegas. You know how much money goes into Las Vegas? Sure. You can, you can talk about the planes that come from Alaska to bring the king, king crab legs. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Exactly. I, no. I don't care. <laughs> no. Vegas is one place. I will trust the sushi. <laughs> Especially when locals take you there. If a local takes you there, it's decent. Um, so day two, uh, I play uh, somebody that I don't know, and I, since I had two major losses, it puts me down, you know, pretty low, and I absolutely destroy this guy. Uh, it ended ten zero my favor. <laughs> I I still had over two hundred points on the table out of three hundred, and he had like fifty five on the table. I just decimated his army. And then, so, moving into the last round, fifth round, uh, play another guy I haven't, met, uh, haven't seen before, or ha- didn't know well. I've met him once before in Arizona, because he's from Arizona, um, and that was a really, really good game. Um, I still, I, he had two points, I had six points, so still a major victory on my end. Um, and then he, I ended with 287 points. I lost one guy at 13 points, and he ended with zero points on the table. <laughs> I absolutely tabled him. <laughs> so after that, so it was three, t- three major victories and two losses on my end, uh, leaving me in 10th place. So top 10. Top 10. Out of 33. Out of 36. 30, 34 finishers. Okay. Yeah. So 36 entries, um, 34 finishers. So Way better than your Nova. Way, oh, gosh. Yeah, I got I, I think I got fifth from bottom at Nova Open. Of course, I was also outside COVID. So I'll just chalk it up to that. <laughs> you didn't know till after. Don't I didn't. You, you are correct. I did not. But it explains the brain fog. <laughs> Okay, yeah. that's what you're going. That's for. what I, yeah, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> don't, don't question we'll, we'll it. Put, we'll put an asterisk next to your loss. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. I would have done a lot better. better. <laughs> and you know, also, you know, it was a long week. I played another tournament beforehand. It was, yeah. you know, I just it was a lot. Plane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I wasn't the top of my game. Though. <laughs> Once you finished the tournament, you actually got, you went into the LVO. Actually, I didn't. So I didn't, I went into LVO on Friday. Okay. Before I even went to anything Infinity-wise. So we stayed at the Wyndham, uh, the Desert Blue Wyndham, 
which is right across the street from the Rio, where the Elvio was. And I looked at the map, and I th- uh, looked at the map of the city, and I said, hey, that's, I walked from Meow Wolf to my hotel, which is about two miles. That's, that's walkable for me. And that wasn't too bad. And so these are only a mile away. That's very walkable for me. But, you know, it's Vegas. Everything walkable in Vegas is uh, <laughs> something else. Uh, but it turns out that our uh, the exit to our hotel was right directly across from the convention center entrance to the Rio, which is where Elvio was. So we were able to do a five-minute walk and be right at Elvio. So it was a mile to, like, the proper front entrance, but yes. the actual convention center was right next to you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was, like, yeah, it was, it was like, a quarter mile to the, to the main, to the entrance of LVO. So we were, we, so we actually went in uh, Thursday. Um, so we got in Thursday, dropped off our bags, walked over there. Uh, to go find some friends because we were going to go out for some cigars and whiskey, and uh, we we stopped in. We oh, we went to the first stores we found, and we walked in and we looked around and we're like, "Oh, this is we're like in the convention." And then like we walked a little bit further and we saw the like the line of people waiting to get in because they're not open yet, and we're like, "Oh." We could just like walk around. We're 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 in the convention where we're not supposed to be. <laughs> so we kind of just like, all right, let's let's go back around. So we exit the doors, go back through the other. There's another set of doors that lead you in front of the line. So we go in there, and then we go find our friends, and then we go out for cigars. There, everybody else was there for forty k, or other. It's supposed things. to be the biggest. Like forty k tournament. I think it was like eight hundred people. Yeah, it was a lot. It was huge. I, I went into I went and checked it out on Friday. So we were we were in the hotel on Thursday, but we went out and did Vegas stuff on Thursday night, and then Friday after uh, sleeping off my hangover, um, we went. I went to uh, LVO. And so I went and found a couple of my friends. They were in the middle of their matches and everything. Uh, I was able to catch up with a couple of them, see how they were doing. Um, and then I went to the vendor hall, which the vendor hall was a lot more impressive than I thought it was going to be. Because the list didn't seem like it was very big from the what it said online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Nova Open, I was expecting something like Nova yeah, Open. Nova Open, yeah. Yeah, Nova Open wasn't horrible. Well, LVO, you don't think of as a buying. No, it's... it's you a, think it's Adepticon a, yeah. as a buying. Yes. Yeah, Adepticon is the de facto miniature game convention. It is mm-hmm. buying, playing, painting. It is everything. But, you know, you, you see Nova and LVO as, like, the big tournaments. They're the, they're the East Coast and West Coast tournaments to go to. And then Adepticon is the Middle Coast. But uh, I mean, it's it's yeah. right next to Chicago, yeah. which has a coastline. Co- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the middle coast, <laughs> the upper middle coast. There we go. Because Texas is middle coast, because they have a coastline. Yeah. So. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I I drive from one end and back a couple times a year. It's like. There's a lot of nothing. There is a <laughs> lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of nothing. Um, but then I just went around and talked to all the vendors, uh, talked to Monument Hobbies. Uh, Uncle Adam was there. Talked to him for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was boosting for uh, Army Painters. He was. New yes, line. he was. Yeah. It's funny. So it, the terrain he had on the table, they had a table set up, and they had terrain, and it's this terrain set called Hextech Terrain. And, uh, no, sorry, Hextech is Battletech. Uh, it was Hexagon Mill. Hexagon Mill doesn't exist anymore, but it was specifically made for Infinity. And the guy that made it used to be one of the big Infinity players in Colorado, and he would travel a lot, so I knew him pretty well. 
And so I have a bunch of his terrain, and I always see it pop up everywhere, just random places. Like, there's this Kickstarter that went on, and, like, they were, like, showing off all these, like, different terrains. Like, why do you want mismatching terrain? And, like, the first picture was, like, Hexagon Mill. And then Ash, or uh, Uncle Adam had... uh, his stuff on on the table and it was all hex gone mill and he's just like yeah we just had this playing around somewhere and i'm just like i know i know that and i see it everywhere i go everywhere i go it's always there every every infinity tournament there's at least one table because like i said it was made specifically for uh infinity um so i just see that terrain everywhere i go (laughs) (laughs) so the scene from akira Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one you have seen, Akira. It, yes. Okay. <laughs> There's some anime I have okay. seen. Yes. <laughs> also, that is a really big meme right now. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but then uh, there was uh, Enemy Spotted Studios, uh, which Julian. Yes. Yeah. yeah we I'm going to try to get him next. Talk yes. About blackout. Yeah, which was the game that he was uh, repping there, and nothing else. It was just blackout, and I, there wasn't even a sign for Enemy Spotted Studios. It was just blackout, <laughs> and it was funny. So before that, I had breakfast with my friends, and they already went to the vendor hall mm. and checked everything out because I was sleeping off a hangover, um, and so I met them for late breakfast. And you went for a second breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so uh, they were talking about a black and orange game that they couldn't oh, yeah. remember the they they couldn't read what it said. And they went in, like asked them about it, and they said it was it was hard to follow what the guy was saying. And uh, so I was just like, hmm, I think I know who you're talking about. So I went and checked it out, and I was like, okay, yes, it is. It is this one. And, you know, the, the problem with niche games is that when people are into niche games, they, they can be kind of hard to explain. Mm-hmm. And if you can't teach a game, if you, like, 40K is easy to teach. It's very streamlined. It's just like read the rule book, and then just, you know, you just need to know this, this, and this. Niche games, people are more passionate, but they also don't have that many other people that play it. So there's a lot less new players because you're usually playing with people that are into niche games. Yeah. And if you know niche games, reading a new rule book is you you do that all the time. Learning new rules is what you do. And so my friends are people that play Infinity, and one of them plays Infinity and Marvel Crisis Protocol. That's it. And the other one plays 40K and Infinity. That's it. They don't touch any other game systems. They don't touch any other miniatures. That Those are the games that they play. They might pick up a, like, I think one of them picked up Blood Bowl recently, which another 40K game, or another Games Workshop game. Mm-hmm. Easy to pick up. And so they just, they didn't understand what he was talking about when he was describing Blackout. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, eh, it was described bad. And I was like, all right. I'll go check it out, and I'll ask about it, because I know niche games, and I know the questions to ask. <laughs> because picking up a new rulebook for me is just what I do. Yeah. I'll pick up a new rulebook every other week. Yeah. <laughs> Got stacks of new rulebooks. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I go over there, and I ask him about the game, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense. You, 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 have, this, you have these kind of rule sets, you have this kind of rule set, and you're using these kind of special things that you drew from, like, these four different games that I know because they're all from yeah. niche games that I know that you play because you play niche games. And so, like, I was able to follow it really well, and I bought the two-player starter set for us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, his miniatures have gotten better. They are really nice. Yeah. They are really nice. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing a lot of... Uh, what was uh, what's his other game that you play? Uh, in country. In, in country, yeah. yeah. Some of the older models from that line are, they're good, but they're definitely outdated. Well, you know, it's a very quick development process that he's gone through from what because originally Enemy Spotted was just like miniatures. Yes. So he just put out miniatures, STLs, and he started making, and then he started making games for them. Kill Wager being his first. 
then in country, now blackout. Blackout actually looks to be like he'll. I don't think he'll ever say this, but the replacement for kill wager because <laughs> kill wager and the <laughs> algorithms isn't doing well. Yeah. Uh, where in country and blackout are because it doesn't. It's kind of like why Beasts of War changed their name to um, on tabletop. Yes. Yeah. It's because saying Beasts of War, the algorithms didn't like that. No, but on tabletop, it's it's very friendly. Yeah. It's you know, it's inviting. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no beast well, and blah. Blackouts happen. Uh, but yet, so I've seen him like go from three D printing. To his new metal cast, and on these ones, they were the 3D printed ones. Yeah, and honestly, they they're very clean, 3D. They are very them. nice. Like I, I've uh, I've opened both of the boxes. The miniatures are very clean. They're one piece resin, which is you know, I don't get to build anything. I was very tempted to get the multi part metal because that's that's really cool, mm-hmm. and I like metal miniatures. But also, it was a hundred dollars for two starter sets. Okay. I can't really complain about that. Hey, well, so at the conventions, you get a better discount than on the websites. Because even on the website, it's for sale, but it's on sale for 115 Yes. And you got it for 100 when you actually... Because he doesn't want to take them back. Yeah, like, exactly. He, you don't want to take them there, back. <laughs> and also, like, if you get a good deal on it in person, like, if he can sell, if he can sell you the game with, it, with just meeting you within, like, 15 minutes, that's huge. Yeah. That's that is for a small for a small company that is huge. If they can talk to you for five minutes, demo the game for five minutes, and then pitch you the sales for five minutes, and you leave with like leave with buying uh, leaving a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. that is a huge win for a game company. Well, so we were actually talking about because some of the recent Games Workshop orders. Have been coming in, been massively problematic. Yes. Like their delivery. And we were talking about it's like for as much money as you put in for the games workshop orders, if you went to Julian and said, here's let's just lowball, let's say here's ten grand for an order, what can you do for me? He'd probably put it in his truck and drive it down to you. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Like you and Ted Grand and starter said, Okay. <laughs> I if I don't sleep, I can be there in eight hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He would he would personally deliver it. He would heck, you he might even paint it for you. <laughs> Personal demos for everybody in the store. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta think like Fifteen minutes and making a hundred dollars off of a sale in a uh, in person uh, event, and if you think about how much time and effort and money Games Workshop puts into their advertising, which they don't advertise like online. Well, they do, but they don't do like you know big splashy ads or anything like that. They do in store stuff, but their signs are everywhere. They're, you know, all the standees are in every store. I've never been to a store that didn't have Games Workshop stuff. So it's the first thing you see when you enter the game store. They put so much into owning all their names. And so, but they make that money back 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, for a small, for a small gaming company, that 15 minutes and selling something is the equivalent of Games Workshop putting in all that effort and selling a million dollars worth of product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he actually makes his packaging in the blister so you can actually hang it on the racks. Yes. And the starters are on the boxes. So you being a GM of a store, walking through LVO, do you actually... Because what's the Reno one is the actual like buyers, where like store owners go. The, the Gamma, yeah. Yeah, the Gamma one. But would you, as like a GM walking through a store, actually look at that and say, okay, I would carry that line? Oh, always. I, okay. Anytime I go to a convention and I go to a vendor, I look at their packaging. It's like, can I hang this up? Can I, can I sell it without selling it? Mm-hmm. Do I have to pitch it to sell this? Because, so we brought, you brought in Cyberpunk Red after yes. the Kickstarter. And you actually sold through all of it. I we sold through yeah. all of it. But you haven't bought it again. Why is no, that? because it hasn't been available. 
It's still on pre-order oh. through our distributors. Okay. Yeah. So the distributors oh. haven't the dis, uh, the main distribution hasn't gotten it yet. So that's the main reason we haven't gotten okay. it anymore yet is because the main distribution still hasn't gotten it. But okay. our main Kickstarter has already sold out, and I think that was all the steam it had. If we were able to get more of it faster, I think it would have more steam. But if I think if we got any more of it now, it would just it would kind of just sit there. Well, without running games. Without running games. Yeah, yes. So, because that that's always my idea. You see, like these initial releases, like Kickstarter, which Enemy Spotted did for um, In Country. But they they do like their own production, so it's like they never had a lag between. I think they were between like when the Kickstarter deliveries had and when they were pushing out to stores. While Cyberpunk Red, they like, hey, here's everything. Now we're going to order the second batch because I think they deal through like that company in Shenzhen, China. Yeah, where Julian manufactures it himself. Like he does yes. everything in house. So he has, which is you know interesting. Games Workshop does that because they want to maintain control of the whole process. Yes. And there was a time you could rely on them. I've Yes. Cuz you know that I'm a I'm a dealer in it. So I buy through you guys, cut up the boxes, deliver them. Yeah. I really can't do it at the scale I was before no. because their delivery is so you get it shoddy. I mean, we get it after the release date. Weeks. Weeks? Yeah, after sometimes weeks after. Yeah, the Flesh Eater course, three weeks after release date. Yeah. I ate that one. Yeah, ate they that. forgot about us. <laughs> and then it hasn't stopped being bad. It's like even when they don't forget about us, it's still late. And they well, just... You saw how Kill Team Salvation was packaged. Like yeah. the last the last three boxes that came in, they literally must have just been shooting basketball hoops. Yeah, they were just the throwing it in. Yeah, because you saw some boxes were in sleeves, properly packed. Wrapped up, and the last two was like they were bashed open. Yeah, like cuts in the packages, like they were just throwing it at the end. Like, oh, it's almost time to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta just stuff these in <laughs> from Three Point Land. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> if they return one or two, whatever. Should have. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, should have. Yeah. In hindsight, no, take this back right now. But I mean, so. Even recently, they uh, they just announced that they are pausing orders, restock orders for a week, so that they could catch up on uh, shipments. So they're so behind on shipments, which I mean we've been waiting months for our last order. So I mean it's almost impossible to get Games Workshop stuff at this point. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that's. But their churn is what keeps stores afloat. And after AD, after D&D punched itself in the face, yes. like, then you have Games Workshop unable to deliver. It's like As a store, it's like, man, I got... This, flare, this square footage needs to be profitable. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not selling enough sodas to these guys coming in. <laughs> no, and that's, the, that's, that's a big problem right now is that, you know, Wizards of the Coast and Games Workshop, their follies are... They're dangerous for small companies. You know, I was thinking, it's like Corvus Belli. He's like, how do I get your stuff? I don't know. <laughs> it's because it's, know. it's the distributors. It's, it's not Corvus. It is definitely the distributors. Because Corvus is trying to get more in-state uh, distributors. And there's two already that are full, full distributors um, besides the, the main game distributors. Um, there's Mo Games and there's which is Mythic Online Emporium and great store. Um, if you need anything Infinity, that is definitely one of the places to go. And then there's Warsenal, which makes terrain for Infinity mm, and a bunch yeah. of other games. Um, Almost and indistinguishable at their booths. What's in, they are what's they, those two companies Warsenal? are pretty much tied together, um, and that's that's the that's the main distributor in America. So there's there's those two independent distributors, and then there's of course like PhD and uh, P State Hobbies and uh, Alliance, which are the two big distributors in America. Um, besides that, there might be like Golden. I think Golden distributes them, but they don't carry them past. You know, they'll buy a certain amount 
and then they won't buy any past that. So it's just like, you better get your orders in when they first come mm-hmm. out, or else you're not going to get them at all. And that's, that as a customer, that's what I always struggle with. Yes. Is, uh, think your spend rate per month, like, you have a certain amount of money to spend a month, what are you going to spend it on? And it's like, you have a plan, because we always come up with a plan, but then you get these things of like, if I don't buy this now, will I ever see it again? Yeah. And some, some of the models, there is no secondary market. There's no. no scalper on some of these models that you can go yeah. get, like, oh, I'll pay $300 for that model. doesn't matter. Yeah. For ready money, you cannot b- find this model. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's definitely a big thing for, like, smaller just uh, smaller companies and smaller gaming uh, miniature games. And it's like, if you don't get it now, there is a possible chance that you will never see it again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it, is, it is funny, uh... With uh, Old World being released, brought back some of the uh, made-to-order Bretonians yes. and uh, Tomb Kings. <laughs> I was looking at them. It's like, because we, last time we were on, we joked about, like, they must be moving the mold to a different warehouse. It's like, oh, look, we found the Bretonians. <laughs> yeah. Let's, I throw it in before we put it back in deep storage. Like, yes. Spin out a couple. <laughs> I mean, they already own, they're, they have the molds. Might as well use them, right? Hey, you know, that whatever new resin they're using... Way better than uh, the fine cast, fail cast stuff. Because I got the, the Pegasus Knights, and they it's, have the wings are done in that. Do you think that's because they merged uh, Games Workshop and Forge World? The way Forge World makes its resin models is not as good as these Pegasi. Really? No. It's, so it's better than Forge World? Well, Forge World is boutique, like handcrafted. Yeah. Like, there's a guy who stands there and pour, pours my Delac Psyker and yes. like, spins it and then takes it out. And I think they vacuum seal it. And that was always the problem with Finecast is they wanted a resin process that did not require vacuuming, which yes. is how they got all the bubbles in there. Yes. So whatever they're doing with this, they're, the wings on the Pegasus look great. Like, I pulled them out, and like, the alt heads for the horses. And I heard that they were doing resin, and people were like, well, it's not uh, fail cast. Definitely not. It's way better than... Interesting. Um, yeah, it, it's good quality resin. Because huh. originally I was like, is this plastic? Like, no, it's in its own little bag. I think this is resin. Interesting. But it's not on a sprue. That's how... So you can see, like, the wings and the heads are just, like, in this bag separate. They're so separate, the Pegasus yeah. bodies... Are the Pegasus bodies are plastic? These alt heads and wings are resin. Interesting. Okay. That was an that was an interesting choice. But it also means that it's like, could Aaron make me like three D skulls? Because do they have to be wings? Could I put like dragon wings? Yeah. Why not? Right. Because it's just this adapter. And uh, then I started thinking like, well, why not butterfly wings? Yeah. For my Pegasus horses. (laughs) (laughs) Make them truly fantastic. See, they're Pegasus ponies. Hello, ponies. <laughs> this, this one's Fluttershy. Uh, you know what? I I could paint little cutie marks. Yeah, all the there you go. <laughs> no, you kill Fluttershy. You'll pay for this. My little Bretonians. <laughs> My little Bretonians. You know what? That's 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 what's going to happen. I, 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 I bought ten boxes of Bretonians. And, uh, and I, so got you plenty, plenty. I got plenty of peg, Pegasi. I oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just get a dragon because they think there's a little a dragon. tiny dragon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, see, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Right yeah, there. see, there you That's go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be like the next YouTube like line of channels, my, my little Bretonians. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> that would be good. I would I would definitely play oh, against man. that. So uh, I will say out of that set is like uh, I sold all the Dukes that came out of it. So I bought yep. 10 boxes and like I sold, I've got one book for your friend. Yep. I sold all the other books and I kept one for myself. Sold all the Bretonians, uh, the Dukes, like the big guy. That's the thing is like the book and the Duke is what everyone wanted out of that box. So, like, the Bretonian Lord on Pegasus. And uh, I sold all, all of them off. And it's like, you know, should I have done that? Should I have kept at least one Duke on there? Um, and then 
Ash on his Infinity podcast, he was talking about like trying to put that Duke together. Yeah. How he assembled 120 Bretonians in the same amount of time it took to assemble that one Duke. He's like, you know what? I think I made a a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let let the other people suss it out. Well, what that tells me is uh, we've talked about this before of um, just wait for the uh, flea markets at the store. Yes. Six months from now, I'll go, I'll take that. For yes. a quarter of a price you paid for it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what it's there for. Uh, well, you know, the old world does make me excited because the new plastic frames, you look at, like, all the Grieblings, like, little sacks with, like, little animals. Yes. Hanging out of them. And the, every kid is a Necromunda kit. Every kid is a Necromunda kit. I, I am waiting for... Or an kit. <laughs> the Empire box to come out. Yes. Get the flagellants and some of those uh, crazy religious fanatics they have. Perfect for Necromunda's um, the Arinthian succession. Oh yeah, because it's all about like these religious fanatics who bring like this new lord. Oh yeah, to replace Helmar. And it's like if you want forty k legit models that look like the Necromunda artwork, that is old world. Uh, like they're crazy monks. It's like, yeah. Oh man, I. So I'm waiting for that box. I'll I'll buy heavy into the empire just to like I'll sell oh, off yeah. all the high end stuff and I'll just keep like the little peasants out there and they'll get like little alt heads and I'll stick them in uh, Necromunda games. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Yeah, because uh, I got the Necromunda marketplace, but no one to shop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need those shoppers. So would you go back to? I guess you can't say LVO. Would you go? We'll just say LVO. I'm, Would you go back to LVO next year? I am most definitely going to go back to the Sin City SmackDown next year. Okay. Which will be on the same weekend as LVO. So <laughs> if I, I will make a day of Friday to go to LVO and you know hang out with some friends and see everything, and then uh, go to the game store and play Infinity for the well, weekend. You know, it makes me wonder if like I know there's a game store that gave you space, but if you had like since you stayed at a Wyndham. Basically, across the street. Yeah. Could you actually start a trend of where hotels next to major events just rented out their space to, like, tournaments that didn't want to be at that event? So you'd go to LVO and say, well, I'm going to LVO. And, like, LVO would always be the shopping and the 840K players. Yes. But then, like, Infinity and these other games would be at, like, the hotels around the Rio. See, that's the thing. There's nothing around the Rio. Except the Wyndham, and the Wyndham doesn't have rooms oh, like doesn't, that. It doesn't have oh, the con. Okay. It has a small conference room, which can fit like two tables of tray. Okay. Yeah, I I looked at that idea. You thought about that. <laughs> I one? thought about that, and there's no, like there's not a lot of stuff around the Rio, and that's why the Rio was so popular back in the day is because there was nothing around it. It's all just like there's a lot of industrial stuff. There's a lot of warehouse. They stuck that place. We t- I keep bringing this up with you. They stuck that hotel in like the weirdest part of the city. So it, that's the thing. It's a, it was supposed to be like that because it's close enough to the it's close enough to the strip for peop- for visitors to go visit it, and it's far enough away from the strip for locals to go to it, which is why it was so popular back in the day. And then it went to ruin because they didn't update it at any point. And it kind of just, you know, became Dude. one of the worst hotels in Vegas. Yeah, so my last time in Vegas is still a new hotel. Do Penn & Teller still do their show yep, there? Yep, they're still there. Hey, we could have gone to their show this that weekend. Okay. Because I was wondering that if it felt such ruin, Penn & Teller. Yeah, they're still there. Now, I, For me, I've, I've been going there for my first time there. Most of the strip didn't exist. My grandparents would take me to, like, the Emerson. Yeah. Back before it was the Emerson Street effect with the covered and like cars still drove down by the Golden Oh, Nugget. you mean Fairmont? Fairmont, sorry. Fairmont. Yeah, Fairmont. Uh, or Fremont, sorry. Fremont. Fremont. That street is unrecognizable from when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, I, I can there. imagine. Yeah. It, you walk down and this was the street. Like the old uh, James Bond movie that takes place there. When, yes. Like before the strip when like Fremont was the strip. Yes. Yeah. I still it's, like going to those creepy places. <laughs> but it's I, not creepy anymore. I love I love downtown. Fremont Street is that's that's where I would rather be. I mean, that's that, that that's where I take everybody. It's like 
you go, if you go at night, it's very loud and boisterous, and everybody is absolutely wasted. But if you go during the day, it's a lot quieter. It is still just as bright. Um, but it is it is a lot nicer during the day. But, I mean, that's where the coolest hotels are. That's where, like, you get all the classic signs. It is, like, that is quintessential Vegas to me. Like, the Strip is, you know, that's, it's all cool. And it's, but, it's cool to do once. So, Fremont Street is where we parked when uh, Aaron and I got our marriage license. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, our marriage license is Clark County, Nevada. So, yeah. we, the courthouse is actually near the Fremont Street, so we parked there at one of the hotels and then walked over and got the license. But that was like early 2000s, so that was that's a shady experience. We yeah. got early 2000s, so like when we saw it later, like we haven't been back, but it's like they covered the street and everything, and it's lights and shows and like over the tops. Like, you know, I kind of miss that. Yeah, <laughs> it was rough back in the day, yeah, yeah. I remember my uh, my aunt and grandfather would take me there when I was a kid, and we would stay at the. My Stratus- grandparents would take me there. Yeah, yeah. Go to Circus Circus and stuff. And like they would draw. They would. There was a. They would. They had deals at the Stratosphere, because that's when it was like first opened, um, and uh, they would just drop me off at the arcade <laughs> there, and then they would go gamble, and so I would just be there for hours and then we would you know drive around the city and uh and everything but it it is it's it's changed since i was a kid Mm -hmm. uh the strip and downtown so i mean you're you're a little bit older than me so i can imagine yeah (laughs) yeah no i went to the paddle wheel still and uh i don't even know if that one still exists nope (laughs) yeah sir circus circus i think still exists circus circus is still there and that those two ho- the 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 circus circus and Excalibur they are dated. Like you oh. just looking at them, you can tell that they're dated. So I will. So one of my previous jobs, you do stuff and you're like looking at someone and they're like, okay, they're going to Vegas. Cool. Where are they staying? Circus circus. Like oh god. <laughs> <laughs> all all the other guys are like we have to go to the circus circus again. Why is it always? Because it's Can't cheap. they afford more? Because no. it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so be, I thought it was funny. So, like, it was my friend's first time going, and it was his birthday. So that was another thing. On top of LVO and the Sin City Smackdown, it was my friend's 30th birthday. And he was in Vegas the same weekend because he wanted to be there for LVO okay. so that all of his, all of his nerd friends were there. Uh, he wanted to make sure that they were there. <laughs> they had no reason not to be there. <laughs> hey, does Elvio have any other tournaments besides the um, Infinity one or that left or no? Well, just in the area because if Infinity left, did anyone else leave? No, or were there any other not, tournaments in there like not, the Blood Bowl or so? One? There was in, in Elvio. There was uh, because I talked to one of my friends played in Elvio. Uh, played in Blood Bowl. Okay. Um, he played in the sevens tournament, and there was a uh, a normal reg, uh, blood bowl tournament that weekend. Um, and then another one of my friends played uh, in a thirty k narrative event, where you played. There was all three. They played all three different thirty k games. So there was uh, Aeronautica Imperialis. Really. Um, there was thirty k version. Okay. And then they played uh, the epic scale okay. one. There was a, a couple epic scale battles, and then there was uh, a giant. There was a couple giant uh, Horus Heresy battles. Okay. And so my friend brought his Titan because, <laughs> of course, he did. Uh, I mean, it, it, that's definitely an event you want to bring a Titan to. Um, so there was the huge thirty k thing, and then. There was uh, my other one of my other friends was there to play Titanicus, um, and then that might have been part of the same event because I know Titanicus is also well. I guess Titanicus just gets rolled into uh, Epic nowadays. So that was the thing with Epic; it kind of merged the models from Titanicus and, and Aeronautica. And, and Aeronautica, but there's still 
separate games. They're still. I don't know if Titanicus is still supported because in Aeronautica you get the feeling that it's a complete game. As they I like to think phrase. it's the same way with with uh, Titanicus. Okay. Where it's a it's a complete game. Okay. And now anything that goes that will be used in that is just going to go straight to Epic. Did you look at the White Dwarf that just came out? I did not. No. They had Curse City stuff. Oh really? Like, yeah. Oh, interesting. So it's like, and it, that's what I wish they would do with White Dwarf more, is keep some of those lines going. Yes. Because they did that with Necromunda early on, and now yeah. it's where Necromunda is a, a once a week article now. Yeah. Why? And that used to be the case for Blackstone Fortress. Fortress, yeah, where it was like every other every other day yeah. or every yeah. other month. It was. Yeah. You'd have something for the specialist games. Yeah. So I wish they'd do stuff like that. Because now it's almost every every issue is they have like something for forty k like a scenario like little cutout cards that was big in boarding actions remember they had like the special tiles yeah. out there like I wish they would do that for like the specialist games Curse yes. City Blackstone um, it's like here's some tiles that you yeah. can throw in and that have special abilities and blah that, blah and you know what that would keep the community alive until you decided to do like Aeronautic Imperialis two. Yes, exactly. And it's like, all right, we're updating the rules, and here's new models, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, that's not what they do. Okay, because I was trying to think, LVO is closer, but I never go to it. So I was wondering if there's any other No, there was, yeah. Okay. And then I think there was a Middle Earth uh, tournament. You didn't didn't make time for the Middle Earth strategy battle game? You know, my time was all spent doing uh, Infinity. Okay. Well, five games. Five games, yeah. It was it was uh it was all weekend. Okay. We ended at five o'clock Sunday. Started started on Saturday at ten AM and then ended at five five PM Saturday. I mean they're two hour two hour games with like uh an hour lunch each day. Um so that's seven just day one without breaks. Uh, if you don't count breaks, and then five hours day two, so that's you know that's a decent amount of time. Yeah, but only five hours. It's not like they filled the day. Like, well, there's also you know the prize ceremony and oh, okay. all that because everybody gets prizes, and that's the main thing that they wanted is that they wanted to make sure that everybody gets prizes because they had a giant prize table now because. You know, we we it was a hundred dollars for the tournament, and instead of that hundred dollars going towards LVO, and supporting LVO, it went straight to prize support. And so we had swag bags with like a T-shirt, a custom miniature. Um, uh, we got a shot glass with our ITS name on it. Uh, we got uh, coupons. We got a miniature. Uh, we got uh, an infinity miniature. We got, you know, we got a whole bunch of stuff. And then everybody got prizes from, there was a small table, uh, small prize tables, a medium prize table, and a large prize table. And everybody got something from each table. Prizes for everyone. Prizes for everyone. Yeah. I'll, I'll share this story. So uh, for Christmas, Aaron got two elves on the shelves, which we never bought into when our kid was little. But... What it did is we all did like wrote these little prompts and like put them into a bowl and would draw these prompts. And they had to be like a couple phrase prompts and you had to do something with the elf, the two elves that matched that prompt. And so um, I put, uh, I didn't cry and grasp what she meant. So I just started writing like movie titles or movie scenes in there. So I had like um, the uh, older Corleone brother from Godfather, like his death scene. So yeah. like, Aaron had to make, like, a resin pool of blood. <laughs> and got, like, the little Lego car and just, like, the force perspective of, like, the drive-by and everything. So I did uh, Wolf of... I also wrote Wolf of Wall Street. And I hadn't seen the movie. I just knew the story. So Wolf of Wall Street. And uh, my daughter drew that one. And she's like, what is Wolf of Wall Street? And Aaron didn't see the movie. I never had. I just knew <laughs> the story. And so... My wife showed my daughter the Wolf of Wall Street. And <laughs> <laughs> so she did a scene from there that I will not describe. Yeah. But every Elf on the Shelf scene after that was interpreted 
through that lens. So yeah. there's one about like. Um, was there a? Did they, did they use powdered sugar? No, she used prescription. We have a bunch of prescription bottles. Oh, so okay. Yeah. The elves, the stuffed animals were passed out everywhere. <laughs> that was the scene, like prescription bottles. Empty prescription bottles everywhere. So, okay. Uh, but there was a later scene where it was like uh, something to do with like sugar. So she took like this Santa and had one of the elves sit on Santa's lap, and there's all these sugar cubes around. And then there's this el- other elf off to the side that will work for sugar. <laughs> and he has no sugar cubes. And I explained, you see, see what happened right there? If the elves split the sugar equally, they'd both be equally miserable. But one elf has all the sugar. He's happy. Isn't it better that one person just be really happy? <laughs> Isn't that the way the world should work? Everyone gets sugar? What's the point? Okay, so... <laughs> There is a good story about the prizes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they did regular prizes. So every like so they did first, second, and third. They got to choose their prizes first. Um, so they you know they get the best choices, and then they did the painting. So they eat. They do best painted of each faction, and then best painted table. And so they did all that and they, everybody that all the painted ones and all the first second third got to choose first and then after that everybody else was put onto a wheel <laughs> and it was spun randomly to see who gets the next prize which is very vegas okay and normally so, it's like pick like they normally like, pick the next thing pick the next thing yes, until it's all gone yeah um so the first roll goes around and it's like oh Miss is my name, next name right next to it. I'm like, okay. And the second roll goes around, touches my name, and then it goes right past it. And then I was like, okay. Third time happens again. Passes my name. I'm like, interesting. So it goes on, goes on, goes on. And I'm like, at this point, me and my friends start like cheering whenever it's like passes my name. And then it gets to like five people. And then, you know, so our names are like, because they're using a digital uh, oh, okay. digital roller. Uh, I'm and trying to do price and writing here. You should have been out there screaming, no whammies. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, I was I, like, at, when we got to five people, I was just like, I want to be last. I want to be, I, wa- I wanted to miss my name every single time. And so it gets to five. And like, so like before that, like me and my friends started cheering every time it passed. And then, like, a couple of people started catching on to what was happening, so they started cheering whenever it would pass my name. And then it, like, got to four, the last four people, and then it passed my name, and, like, it, like more people started cheering. And then three people, and it passes my name. And so some more people started cheering, and then it was the last two people. And, you know, it was my name on one half of the wheel, and <laughs> the other person's on the other half of the wheel, and it misses my name. And... <laughs> Everybody in the room cheers as loud as they can. Every, like, there were some people that like, kind of got confused that they were like, cheering for the other person because they got it. But they were cheering for me because I didn't get it. So I was the last one picked for prizes. And so I just had wow. to pick what was ever left on the tables. <laughs> Even though I got 10th. You thought you were 10. I did pretty decent, last. but I got yeah. very last in prize, prize picking. <laughs> what did you get? What did you walk away with? I walked away with uh, an exclusive miniature that nobody else wanted because it's not a good... It, it's, a, it's a cool sculpt, but it's, not, it's in a bad faction uh, that I just recently picked up. Oh, okay. So I was just it like, all right, this is, it, was the, it was one of the two things that I wanted. So that was cool. That was a large prize. So a single miniature out of the large prizes. And then I got uh, a couple bases for the medium prize. Okay. And then I got a Aristea sticker for the small prize. Oh, okay. So you, you have all the Aristea stuff. I have all the Aristea stuff. So it, it fit. It fit. But, you know, there was, like, I was looking there. Like, there was one small prize that I wanted. There was a... Uh, there was a flat pack uh, or a 2D uh, miniature that you use as an HVT, and I need one more because there's one there's one mission that you need four HVTs, and I have three 2D terrain uh, HVTs, and I just need one more. And so I didn't get that one. And in the middle one, there was a, uh, a HAB unit 
terrain piece that I wanted. Didn't get that one. <laughs> and then the large ter- the large uh, prize, I, there was a box of remotes and then the miniature that I actually got that I wanted. So I got one thing that I wanted. Hey. <laughs> Not bad for being last to pick. <laughs> All right. So Ryan, I think that is a good recap. I think I oh, think yeah. so. Yeah. I get I got to tell my my uh, prize prize support story, story. which is <laughs> I would like it was uh, because I got everybody into it. You know, everybody yeah. was like cheering for the last person. It was you know it was a community thing. It was a lot I, of fun. I, I like the. Uh... Wheel of Fortune, Price of Ride. I, I do too. So there's another one. There's another tournament in Salem, uh, Salem, uh, not Massachusetts, Salem, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. And it's uh, I actually can't say the name of the thing uh, on our show um, because it has a curse word in it. Oh, okay. It's the Salem S show. Oh, okay. Um, really cool. The the guy that runs it's super awesome. Uh, it's going to be a great tournament. I'm not going this year. Um, I might go next year, depending. Um, but he does random prizes. So if you're, you get prizes if you're second, fifth, eighth, fourteenth, and like twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so the, he he also does the the weird, yeah. weird prize support thing, which is which I think is something really cool. Well, you were talking about. Doing an infinity tournament. I for... I will be running a tournament. We have chosen the dates. Uh, I am working on getting a uh, a venue. Um, either it will be either one of the local stores or a brewery um, that is situated absolutely perfectly in the city. Um, which one? You, which one? Else? Uh, it's called Sandia Cider. Um, the, they're also known as the Craft Room. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know about that name. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there's three hotels right next to it. It's equidistant between uh, all three of the... or three of the main food halls in Albuquerque. So, you know, we were going to go... I was thinking we could go to one each night, one a different one each night. Yeah. Um, that way, you know, we don't need reservations because it's large enough that they could fit, you know, a bunch of people. And anybody, you could go and eat whatever you want. Mm, yeah, doesn't matter. They, every single one of them has drinks if you want a drink. And so um, it's it is that is what I'm hoping to uh, because I, I used to uh, I used to work with them before um, the pandemic. Uh, we were going to have a big 40k tournament there, um, and then I haven't heard from them since. So, but they're running other they're running. Uh, video game tournaments now, so I'm gonna go talk to them soon and see about getting a tournament going there. So, <laughs> I went to uh, the Albuquerque Comic Con during LVO. Yes, and it should not be called the Comic Convention. Uh, there are only like three comic the f- booths. The Funko Pop. Yeah, the Funko Pop Convention, but they had Fortnite. Like, I don't know if it was a tournament or what going down in the basement of the convention center. Yeah, and uh, I guess they had some kid that got like three million or one three million dollars playing Fortnite. Like one of these ones it's like I guess it's a savant. Like even if everyone goes after him, he can like jet Liam the one. <laughs> like I'll I'll beat you all down. And it's like <laughs> So it's like, oh people are playing it. Well I guess, you know, I move little plastic people over tables. I guess You know, that's UNM the University of New Mexico esports was recruiting there. They had oh. a booth there. <laughs> they had a recruitment table. <laughs> so that's what we need to do. We just need well, to have a. We just need a recruitment table. So, you know, I always joke people at work like uh, Las Vegas hosts also hosts like uh, Black Hat. Yeah, and they have like this um, hacking event, like capture the flag, of where different teams try to get into a server and like get the password or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I'm not not interested in that game. It's like, well, that because you can't win it. Oh, I can win it. All you do is you point out the guy. So who run, who runs this game? That guy over there. Well, so that's the guy I've got to punch repeatedly. Until he tells me the password to that server. <laughs> There's a guy in this room with that password. I'll get it out of him. <laughs> that's I don't need to punch through servers. I need to punch through people. <laughs> well, that's why the, the kids I took down there is like, so you're supposed to be a top Fortnite player? Yeah, he can play. 
How about if he can't use his fingers? How long do you think he can play that game? Put your hand on the table. Don't fight me on this. Put your hand on the table. You know some tactics. Hmm. I'm, I'm very non-assuming in my appearance. So let's... Let's me walk through a lot of places. No one challenges me. So, what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. Just move along. I have a tie. There's plenty of hammer for everybody. All right, we're going to end it there. Yes. <laughs> going off the rails. All right. Well, thank you for joining us at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James, and I'm Brian, and we'll see you next time.